Sam? Hi. Hi, Sam. How's it going? Good. Sorry, couldn't get you a call right away. My Skype logged me out of Skype for some reason. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. Well, good guy Skype. He'll let you make free calls to the Ukraine. <laughs> so that's good, isn't it? Well, that's what we needed. So that's good. I know. Did you know, though, a lot of tech companies have stopped working in Russia as yeah. if by not being able to go onto field, the Russian people will finally be spurred to overthrow their dictatorship <laughs> and like risk life and limb to bring down the autocracy. It's not like they fucking elected him, field. No, it's obviously just a, you know... It's not, it doesn't, they don't care what the people in Russia think about Field not being any, there anymore. It's for people in every other country to, you know, be of like, course. look at us, we're not in Russia anymore, we're good. Yeah, we're, when we try to have threesomes, we do it with the app that doesn't support dictators. <laughs> but this is the argument I always make about the atomic bomb, right? It's like, you can't convince dictators to change their geopolitical stance on issues by hurting their citizenry hurting their citizenry is like their fucking day job that's their favorite pastime so that's yeah. just not going to convince them they don't care yeah yeah i don't know it's yeah i don't know how anyway. they've got that memo it's crazy i mean you literally listen to the um the conversations that like the Japanese High Council had after the bomb in Hiroshima, mm. and it is identical to the conversations they had before it. Mm. Like, it makes no difference. The only thing it does is allow them to be like, well, we could, um, you know, just, uh, like, give up now and say it was the atomic bomb, <laughs> you know? Like, be like, it could be a good out. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I was... This is something that I wondered about the other day that maybe you know the answer to. Why did Japan drop, I mean, uh, bomb Pearl Harbor? What was what was the game plan there? Seems like a yeah. crazy thing to do. Absolutely, yeah. Very, very bad decision. But it's like <laughs> it's one of those decisions that you, you come to, and I see it happen sometimes in strategic thinking, where mm -hmm. if you think about what your enemy is going to do, for too long without knowing what they're going to do, you can end up coming up with, like, crazy counter-manoeuvres yeah. for attacks that they never planned. Yeah, just and, like, like I how... do that in chess. Yeah, I do that in chess all the time where I'll, like, be countering attacks that are, like, just not coming towards Yeah, or me. the CIA for the entire Cold War. Yeah, totally. Like, you just <laughs> find yourself... And actually, like, a lot of the things that you end up doing like, create the conditions that lead to the... Which is exactly what happened with Pearl Harbor. And I would argue with the Cold War, like, a lot of the Gladio stuff, like, yeah, you create... Absolutely. You end up creating the counter... You know, like, counter-terrorism leads to, like, huge amounts of terrorism. <laughs> yeah, like, or how Cuba had no strong relationship with Russia until the until, US was exactly. so stressed about them possibly developing a relationship with Russia that they forced them to develop a relationship I know it's also it's like now when um China is saying that they might maybe not even that they will but just that they might build like some kind of 
ship refueling station, which is basically a military base, let's not mm. split hairs, mm. in the Solomon Islands. Yeah. And it would be the third military base that China has outside of China. Mm-hmm. And America has 800 plus military bases <laughs> outside of America. And America, like, got their knickers in such a twist that it forced the Solomon Islands government to come out and say they would let China build a base there, something which China hadn't even asked for. You know, like, you just, if you just get yourself into enough knots, you just end up, like, it's just so crazy. Oh, my God. It's so, like, they must do that stuff on, like, you, there's a a charitable reading of that situation, which is that, like, they are trying to perpetuate conflict because it's profitable. But there's, I mean, that's the uncharitable reading, but there's the charitable reading, which is that, like, they're just trying to do their best in a, you know, to protect, and, and they get flustered because they're so worried about protecting Americans or whatever, or they really truly believe that, like capitalism is like saving people or whatever but surely it's the first thing I said when I got mixed up right yeah I mean this is weird isn't it I do like oh man I am naked can I just say (laughs) because I came home from running and I was in such a state that I could only put the headphones on which made me like a little bit hot because they're over your headphones if I took off all my other clothes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's oh, a good fuck, mental Sam, picture for the listener we should, we should, i just put a flannel on oh good just letting you know okay um, we but anyway we should talk about running at some point yeah let's talk about it right i now. think that then they're, they're not two separate things are they like this guy that wants to preserve american safety what he really mm-hmm. wants to preserve is american hegemony Sure. And the way that they imagine their worldview, like, prospers, Mm. which is very advantageous for them, Mm. is through, like, maintaining this hegemony. And, like, like Americans often talk about something like their right to make as much money as they want, Mm. like this this inalienable human right to profit. Mm. And, like, you couldn't possibly describe that as a right, But if you think of it as a right, you can imagine thinking of preserving your safety Mm. as also preserving your right to profit. And so preserving capitalism becomes preserving literally the biopolitic. Yeah. um, Literally the safety of your own body. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. It's really upsetting. Anyway, so this has been another episode of False Dichotomy with Anthony and Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome False to the dichotomy podcast. is. <laughs> turns out it's always the answer, and it's always helpful very to f- think about it very frequently. Very frequently, yeah. Um, but do you know what else? I've been doing this other thing where to allow conversation to continue in different areas. I've been mm-hmm. saying like I kind of reject the dichotomy, but I see what you're trying to say, oh, which yeah. I think is very close to my New Year's resolution of learning to agree to disagree. <laughs> I was just about to say, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Lucas says he thinks it would be big of me um, if I would instead not have to point that out. <laughs> like if instead of baby saying, step, well, you're Lucas. wrong, but go on. But do you know what would really be big of me? If I married somebody else. <laughs> but um, shh. 
bit of Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I really appreciate it. I stole that joke from a show that I saw at the comedy festival. They did it the other way around, though, where they were like, I couldn't have done that. That would have been big of me, big of me. You know what would have really been big of me? <laughs> it's really good. And the show was called My Client is Innocent, and I think it's going to the Brisbane Comedy Festival. And if you're listening to this pod and you're in Brisbane, which I know a few of our listeners are in Brisbane or they were when we frequently released episodes, you should go and see it. Yeah, I saw you post about that and it looks really good and I was sad that I didn't get a chance to go. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah, it looked real dumb and good. Yeah, it was like that perfect synergy between like two really smart people being really dumb. It remind the advertising for it reminded me of um, a different party that um, that show that yes, those two guys yes, did. Yes, very yeah. similar kind of idea. Yes, oh, man, I loved that show so much. I wish yeah, I could a watch it again. Party was so good. You probably can somehow. Yeah, should we message Trig V and ask him if he can do a private showing for us? Yeah, you should because you know him. How much do you think he would charge? I don't know, but I would pay it. Yeah, well, we could get a small group together. Yeah, let's. um, I'll do it for my birthday. This is actually a thing we should do, right? For real, is we Mm. should think of some shows that we like, find out where those people are (laughs) when we're in that place, get them to just put on a one night only. We'll pay you whatever it costs. (laughs) Like, imagine it's five hundred dollars. Yeah. Don't you think it would and be more get than that for, people. like, a no. venue and the lighting, sound tech and blah, blah, no. blah, all that stuff? Well, we would provide all of those things. Firstly. Costumes. So it wouldn't cost them anything. They already have the costumes. Okay. It's literally a fringe show, so it's like lights yeah. come up, lights go down. <laughs> yeah. I do shows like that in little halls. Mm-hmm. We could get a hall for free. I could get a free venue pretty easily, I reckon. Yeah, well, I really, I think we should do this. I, I'm 100% on board. I am starting a theatre company mm. called Theatre Company of the Commons. Cool. I think it's a bad name. No, I like it. Because it's all about being performed on common land. Oh, nice. And we just, yeah, and we just do shows in, like, little town halls and stuff. I really love that. That's so great. Yeah. It was inspired by this um, tour of small halls that I did with this show with a friend of mine, Alice. That's so nice. Yeah. It's going to be great. I have news. I got a job. Hit at, me. Uh, I got offered a job at Dark Mofo. Shut up. What's the yeah. job? Uh, production manager of Night Mass. Oh, that would be so great, Sam. What a great job for you. Yeah, I'm doing it. I already started. I'm working remotely. That's awesome. That's a great job. Do you need someone to come and do something for you? You should hire me. <laughs> uh, we do need, actually, yeah, I could hire you. We need um, site crew. It's okay, like well, a good. I won't be there. I'm going to Europe. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I really like the offer, though. Thanks. <laughs> when are you going to Europe? Well, we got some funding. It's part of the um, theatre company of the Commons mm-hmm. to do a bike tour a theater show oh my god sam it's so dumb i'm gonna cut this out of the podcast because i just can't believe this um like complete catastrophe that i've gotten myself involved in anyway when i was young and optimistic in 2000 oh fuck my microphone fell over when i was young and optimistic in 2016 Mm -hmm. i like did i used to do bike touring a lot and i was really interested in the theater Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, well, I can combine my two great loves, 
and mm-hmm. do a bike tour for theatre, like a low carbon emission bike tour. This is when I thought what we needed was to go on living our lives the way we have, but just with lower carbon emissions, instead of realising mm-hmm. that what we really need to do is completely overhaul how we do everything and that there will mm-hmm. be no theatre tours in the future. <laughs> There's no need to come up with a low carbon theatre tour model. <laughs> just get rid of theatre. It doesn't exist anymore. It's stupid. It was a luxury. It was a luxury of the petrol years. <laughs> and what we should actually be doing is having bigger theatre tours that use more petrol, you know, in the short term because that's all we've got before <laughs> okay. theatre is eradicated or becomes like a different thing which is like just community projects together, yeah. you know, like small halls, whatever. Mm-hmm. Storytelling. Yeah. Uh, like a cut out of the inside of a TV and then someone stands inside the TV and people shine torches on them and they tell a story. Yeah, like a punch and, and they show. Yeah, and they say to kids, in the olden days we used to be able to send out pictures all over the world on these little things <laughs> and the kids are like, sounds fake. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, we got some funding to do a low-carbon bike tour theatre show in mm-hmm. Scotland. Mm-hmm. goes for eight weeks. It's a show about the Builders Labourers Federation mm-hmm. who um, you might know this story but they saved a lot of common land famously mm-hmm. and with their green bands because mm-hmm. they cared about both the environment and heritage and all of the shows are being performed on community managed land. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so we were like, have you got any more rods? I think our backs need more rods. Let's get some more. <laughs> Let's get some more rods up in here. Oh, I don't think we've suffered enough for the things that we believe in. Do you think people might be unclear which party we vote for? <laughs> so wait, does the um, theatre show already exist or do you have to like write a show? So it's being written right now. Alice is in the UK writing it. She just okay. had a writing workshop. Mm-hmm. At Summer Hall. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, at the Soho Theatre, I beg your pardon, in London. Mm-hmm. And ap- apparently it's going really well. Okay, great. Yeah. Amazing. All I really have to do is bike around with her. Oh, that's so good. Pretty much just moral support. Amazing. Well, Imagine, you're great at th- that, so. Yes, I know. I think that should be my job, actually. <laughs> Theatre to a moral support. Like, because there's not really any tech. There's like some very basic lights and yeah, you can I hold want the, the torch. sound. Yeah, and the sound is basically going to come through people's phones or something. Mm-hmm. So. That's so good. That's going to be yeah. so fun. When do you go? I'm leaving on the 7th of June. Mm-hmm. So one month. That's exactly when I'm doing Dark Mofo. Oh, shut up. Maybe the next time we pod will be after that. (laughs) Or maybe we'll pod during. I mean, that would be amazing, but probably I think we should try to get a bit more into podding because I listened to our old pod and I think it's fucking good. Okay. Well, I'm down. I'm down. I literally, I honestly think it was quite good. Oh, that's unexpected. Yeah. I'm I'm the one that's a fan of the pod. You don't like it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not that I don't like it. I just think it's. Not good. No pointless <laughs> and not that good. Well, everything's pointless. <laughs> it turns out I was wrong. Well, what about um, a needle? Huh? Okay. What well, about a javelin? That's got two points, doesn't it? I guess I meant that all art is pointless or all creative 
or cultural endeavors are pointless. Okay. You know? well, some of them help you get laid. <laughs> yeah, well, look, you don't know. This podcast might get one of us laid one day. That's true, yeah. I mean, I do suggest that people I'm sleeping with not listen to it, though. <laughs> Speaking of people I'm sleeping with, uh-huh. it was Lucas's birthday on the 20th of April, 420 Blazon. Same day as Hitler. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't let him forget. Very important. Um, we went and got a fancy hotel in the city. Uh-huh. It was a really nice hotel. I love the hotel. All of the things that I would like to report about are just hotel-based things, but we also did some activities. Uh Lucas got to do some sex fantasy things, which was gross, (laughs) but fine, whatever. It was his birthday. It only comes around once a year. We won't be doing it now for another 364 days, and I've had 12 showers since then. Very disgusting. Um, And then we both got coronavirus. Oh, you both got coronavirus. Yeah, I think Lucas might have given it to me and he might have gotten it from his girlfriend. Because I was going to ask you how Lucas is coping with you being in the house with coronavirus, but it doesn't matter because he has it as well. Yeah, he has it as well. And um, this is the second time I've had it and it's not that bad for me. Uh But for Lucas, first of all, this is the first time he's had coronavirus. Second of all, he's a boy. Yeah. For some reason, they're really bad at being sick. Yeah. Gender's real. And Lucas isn't even like a super boy boy, except when it comes to like when he makes a mistake, like he says he's going to text you, then he doesn't, then you get mad. And then then you're like, why do you do stuff like this? And he's like, I don't know. It's just a boy thing, I guess. He is a boy in that way. (laughs) I matched on Hinge with his ex-girlfriend, Shannon. Ooh. Uh, Scandalous. And then they became friends again. Mm -hmm. And now I'm having a really hard time with it. Oh, what do you think's wrong with me? What's happening? Um, I don't, I don't know. That sounds complicated. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Feelings are weird, aren't they? I would suggest though that you probably do know why it's upsetting you. You just yeah, need to I think, think it's about because it. when there was this time forever ago, and you know, I never remember things. Do you know this about me, Sam? I basically. Uh-uh have forgotten every encounter we've ever had (laughs) I'm just not that good at remembering like I remember kind of like vibes and but I'm not that good at remembering specifics yeah yeah but not like events that have happened in my life right okay I'm not that good at remembering them Mm -hmm. in the long term like six or seven years ago that's all gone total (laughs) blur anyway one thing that I do remember really clearly is I was changing medication once. Mm. And you know when you come off psychiatric medication, it makes you really sick? I mean, yeah, I know of that. Yep. And so I told Lucas, we just started dating really, that I was going to get really sick and I wanted, would he be around to support me? And he said mm. yes. Mm-hmm. But then on that day, he was not contactable for like eight hours. Oh, that's because bad. He'd gone, <laughs> because he'd gone to Glen Iris to have the final chat with Shannon. Uh. And I had to call my mum to get her to bring a bucket to me that Mm. I could spew in so I didn't have to stay in the bathroom the whole time. (laughs) I know. It's so bad. It's quite an effective story because usually when Lucas makes me mad, 
he hasn't really done anything that bad. But on this occasion, he's obviously done something like just so bad. And it's there's no gray area. It's like, oh, he's an obvious villain. <laughs> anyway, um, and it hits all the trigger points for me, mm. like being helpless, asking someone for help. Oh, mm-hmm. terrible. Mm. Then having them abandon you. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> like needing people. Yeah. Oh, my. It's just absolutely disgusting. Like how the, the like it confirms my basic central belief, which is that you have to care for yourself because other people will only ever let you down. There's mm-hmm. no point making human connections. We're just all automatons in this world, mm-hmm. carelessly bumping into each other. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, you're all alone. Yeah. You've been abandoned. <laughs> you will continue to be abandoned. Get used to it. So, like, it clearly just hits perfectly many of my triggers and it took mm-hmm. weeks for me to forgive Lucas. And I yeah. still haven't completely. I bring it up all the time. <laughs> and obviously Shannon doesn't even know that this thing ever occurred. <laughs> like, yeah. If I told her about it, she'd be like, what day? He came around to Glen Ira. I don't know about that. But for me, it's like the major sticking point of Lucas and my relationship. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, like when he does stuff adjacent to that, he'll be like, yes, I can see why this would remind you of the Shannon time. <laughs> so just even her name has become synonymous with abandonment. Oh, my God. I know. Anyway, they're becoming friends, so I'm finding some ways to deal with it. Okay. Like maybe I'll put a hex on her or make a voodoo doll or something. No, I really – I have no <laughs> feelings towards her. She's like just a, a – you know, she's like a – She's Symbol? the object to petit ah. Yeah, but she's like an empty – she's like a sign. Mm. Not a symbol but a sign. Like she's mm. – she is the content of Shannon. I no, play no part in the psychic role that she has taken on in our marriage. Yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, that's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, go on. No, I was going to change the subject. That's all. Go on. Do it. Um, I was just unpacking from being in Melbourne and I was thinking about how every time I go to Melbourne, even if it's only for a week, I – every single time bring like 500 activities and three books to read (laughs) and like so much craft shit thinking that I'm going to have time to do all this stuff and then what I do is like play games on my iPad and watch TV and then I get home and I have to unpack all that stuff again. I know yeah I am um, trying to turn over a new leaf where I just do one project at a time. Yeah I should try that. One project yeah. My current project is a raincoat. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to make a raincoat that I can take with me to to go on your Scotland. Bike? bike thing. But I know it won't be as good as a raincoat I could just buy, so I'll probably just end up taking like a stuffable, unique, low $50 thing after I've <laughs> spent months and months of work on this fucking raincoat. Just hours of hand sewing and like melting the seams back down along each other so they don't leak. Yeah. Yeah. Absurd amount of time. And I had to buy a new tool that's like a little thing that you heat up over the fire Mm. and then roll the seams with. Mm. Yeah. You love new tools. I do, yeah. 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 I don't even like learning new skills anymore. I only do it 
for the sake of acquiring a new set of tools. <laughs> I was watching an Instagram video of someone making shoes the other day. Holy shit, you need so much specialised equipment for that. It's crazy. You don't really. You could do it with just regular stuff. But okay. just like all people that do things that it's like a specialty. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I have three different knives that are all for making shoes and I could just use one. Yeah. But I just like this one's like, slightly curved. That one's slightly. But like for sewing and tailoring and stuff, you don't need all the stuff that I have, but it makes it easier and more enjoyable. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think that's possibly true. And also like the finish is better. Like if you have yeah. all those things, the finish is a little bit better, but only a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I could do most of the stuff that I do with a pair of scissors, some thread and my sewing machine. Mm. But instead I own a whole that huge workshop. <laughs> some people don't even have houses as big as the storage for my sewing stuff. <laughs> I certainly don't need two walk-in wardrobes full of fabric. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's hectic. Um, I was on this um, child-free um, – in this child-free um, Facebook group um, that my friend invited me to. And when I started, like when I first got into it, it was just like all funny memes about, um, I don't know, how you don't like you don't have responsibilities when you don't have a kid or whatever so you can do dumb stuff with your life. And it was cute and fun and like very lighthearted. And then slowly over time the vibe of the group has shifted and there's all of these very angry people who just like post nasty stuff about people who have kids all the time and actually what it's like mainly about is like it's all about like workplace tensions like people who have kids like expecting more time off or like you know blah 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 and then the people who don't have kids feeling hard done by because they don't get the same benefits as people who have kids and all this stuff. It just, like, comes up so much. And I just want to – it just makes me so sad because obviously the problem is not the people that have kids. It's the fucking capitalism, you fucking crazy people. I know. You should post that thing where Murdoch's like, that guy wants your cookie. (laughs) Well, I do post stuff like that in there sometimes, but it's just – it's so – sad to see so many people just like completely miss the point and like <laughs> another thing that happens a but lot also is, like, imagine people... if the thing was like i don't think these people should be allowed to spend time with their children because they're not <laughs> like that's a crazy position yeah yeah i don't another... think my work colleagues should get to see their children or care for them <laughs> when they're sick yeah i'm a regular person <laughs> Um, another thing that happens a lot is people post like, hey, I'm on this fabulous holiday, which I can go on because I've got the money because I don't have kids and I have the free time because I don't have kids. Or, hey, I just bought this house and um, I can afford it because I don't have kids. I'm like, I posted in there today being like, I will never be able to afford a house and I don't have kids. Shout out to all my people out there who don't have kids and still have no money. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Also, like, hey, um, bit of a wake-up call. People that have kids are also buying houses. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It's just really, I don't know. It's interesting, though. It's interesting. Why do you witnessing. think people feel like they need to um, create a whole, like, identity category 
around their decision to not do something? Well, I think in the case of not having kids, I think it's it's like all women in this group and it's because there's such a huge societal pressure on you to have children and so... Oh, do you think so? <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> um, so I do not feel pressured to have kids, but I would like to. I think it would be great. Uh, well, I don't know. I personally don't experience it anymore, but and also I've surrounded myself with people who don't care about that kind of thing. But I think in general, if you're an older woman, like in your 30s or whatever, and you're not partnered and you don't have kids, like people do kind of like that's unusual. And you do feel even if it's not because people think that you do feel like, you know, all of the societal kind of messaging yeah, that you totally get is that right. you're, yeah. you know, you're doing something weird and wrong and you're not living, you know, you're not meeting the yeah. kind of standard or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I understand exactly what you mean. Also, like, and the coupled thing is true. Like, because, mm. like, I think I get a bit of a free pass because I've got Lucas. Right. Who is sort of like having a baby. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> um. Someone met Lucas the other day, like when it was the weekend of his birthday, and afterwards they were like, wow, I would never have even known that he had autism. And I thought, well, you think you're saying a nice thing, but what I'm hearing you say is like his defects are so well hidden. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just really yeah, hated such a it. weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I was really upset. I was like, well, I don't care if he could tell. Who fucking cares? It's not like a our family shame that we keep hidden <laughs> that's my mental illness his mental illness is fine <laughs> you don't keep your mental illness hidden you i know but everyone. i yeah but when i tell them i always go but you know i'm not one of those I'm not one of those kinds of borderline people you know yeah which is horrible <laughs> Lucas got a girlfriend. His name, her name is Meg. I think she has borderline personality disorder, uh-huh. and she's just gone scorched earth on him because he said he doesn't want to hang out with her anymore. She has. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen, and he didn't believe me. And now he's like, "This is really bad." Oh no. No sympathy. What does scorched earth involve in this instance? It's like, um sending desperate messages that are like um you're leaving me just like everybody leaves me everyone abandons me i've got no one i've got nothing to live for i'm gonna kill myself and then being oh, like right. well, fuck you therapy boy why don't you take <laughs> your stupid <laughs> which like what a burn seriously <laughs> he, he's been to therapy like twice ever in his life and she called him therapy boy it's just so good <laughs> As insults go. Anyway, oh, all right, therapy boy. Well, hope you are able to make enough space for all of your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds cool. I like it. And just being, like, really fucking intense and then, like, flipping back to the other one and then, and then here's my favourite, acting as if nothing has happened and being like, did you hear about what's going on with Harry Styles? And Lucas, (laughs) who is, like, completely bamboozled will be like who is harry styles what is going on (laughs) i'm so sorry if something has happened to your friend harry (laughs) 
so <laughs> ill-equipped. <laughs> I mean, imagine, like, someone who, like, understands feelings insofar mm. as, like, anger and sadness sometimes go together. One plus mm. one equals two. And then someone mm. else who's like, my feelings are a tidal wave <laughs> that engulf me every day, like them interacting over text message. Like, it's just, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's an art piece. <laughs> hey, Sam, have you been doing any exercise? No, not. I was in Melbourne and I just didn't because I was lazy. Do you do some kind of exercise? I haven't done anything for two years. Yeah, well, I just joined the gym near my new house and gym is a thing that I do sometimes. I do. I enjoy um, lifting, doing lifting, powerlifting like a bro, yeah. Does it make you feel <laughs> sick? No. Does it make Makes you feel like feel your heart will explode out of your chest and you'll die? Uh, only very occasionally and usually I okay. try and avoid that. Yeah. Okay. The first couple of times did it do that? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm in like just the agony portion, but I know yeah. that you just keep going running every day mm-hmm. for like two weeks and eventually you stop spewing. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> like, and it just hurts so bad and you do think you might die. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously how people have heart attacks. Is it how during people this have two week pe- period? I don't know. I don't know, but, oh, my God, I, like, was dizzy and feeling very bad. You, you yeah, can't why just suddenly didn't you start just, running. like, ease into it? You need to kind of, like, work up to it a little bit, but like, do a short jog. Between... Well, yeah, this was a pretty short jog. How far? Well, before I spewed the first time, I'd gone about 300 metres. So... still quite far, though. You could do it, 300 like... metres? Yeah, but you can do, like... But the thing is, like, I don't know what it's like with running, but I find with um, lifting, I do, I have to, on the first time, do, if I haven't exercised for a very long time, I have to do a very, very small amount, something that is so small that it feels like not even really doing any exercise at all, because otherwise what happens is I'll do that, like, a normal exercise and then the next day I will be so sore that I am not able to move my body for like an entire week which defeats the purpose of doing exercise no there is absolutely no way that I will feel any of this in my body because there was no moments at which lactic acid could have built up in any of my muscles (laughs) because the only thing that would happen is I would get so puffed that I would have to (laughs) lean against a tree and spew and then when I would catch my breath I would start jogging again like there's no muscle pain it's all 100% cardio pain Uh, yeah it's just my heart and lungs being like this is fucked up i mean my cardio health has always been really bad i've always struggled with jogging and stuff like that yeah i just also think it's like the the steps that you take to get from like not jogging to jogging Mm. like this is just one of the steps vomiting pain yeah the pain (laughs) period yeah sometimes when even when i was really fit when i used to go to body step and i used to do this step that was like condensed step Mm-hmm. Just like imagine how depressing that is. You have a one-hour class or like a 55-minute aerobics class. Mm-hmm. That's too much time. 
So instead they try to condense it all down into 40 minutes for like the workaday mums. So they, you really can't have it all. You can have your <laughs> full step class and a work, like a job and three kids. Anyway, so I would go to this 40 minute class and it would be so intense. It would just all be peak tracks for 40 minutes. Then sometimes I would vomit before I went home. Mm. Just because like if you get a lot of, you know, adrenaline or your heart beats really fast. Mm. I don't think I'm, I'm a ever bit of a spewer from though. Exercising, yeah, might just I be mean, a you thing. In no, no, people in sports, you see them spew all the time. Yeah, Nick Rewalt used to spew like four times a game every game. <laughs> I'm sure it's a real thing. I just, just, I don't think it's an everybody thing. Maybe mm, interesting. I think it's fairly common. Yeah. All right, everyone, write in if you've ever spewed <laughs> while exercising. I mean, but I spew sometimes when I get excited. Oh, yeah, you are a spewer. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if I take drugs and then I spew, that means everyone's going to have a really good night. (laughs) You know, most people would be like, oh, I better go home. I don't feel well. I'm like, yay, the drugs are good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, Pretty great. I I should go because um, Kat and Costa just got back with um, some food for me. Oh, hi, Kat and Costa. I love you guys so much. I will pass on your Bambi came, Bambi drove me to here mm-hmm. from Melbourne mm-hmm. and we only got to hang out for one day. We were supposed to hang out for a whole week. So I told her I'd come back to Adelaide before I went to Europe. Oh, so yes, come and hang I'd out. I'd like to come on a date. I'd like to come on a weekend when Costa's art thing is. Oh, okay. Oh, well, Costa does um, mud on Thursdays. So Every single Thursday. Well, one Thursday a month. Yeah, which one is it going to be this month? I don't know. I'll let you know. Thanks. I love you. Okay. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I love Good you. Good pod. Good pod. Bye. Talk soon. Bye. 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 Bye.